Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs. If you're tired of complicated domain management, I've got the solution for you, Hover.com. Hover makes registering and managing domains a breeze. Their clean interface and hassle-free experience will save you time and frustration. No upsells, no hidden fees, just straightforward domain services. Plus, Hover offers top-notch customer support. Make your life easier. Head over to stigmasandopenwombs.com slash hover and simplify your domain journey with hover. This episode is brought to you by McFleischman's Brewing Company, a family-owned and operated brewery. McFleischman's Stout Day program is exploring new ways to support local arts and area podcasts, as well as nationally known media outlets whose content and missions they support. This program culminates on Stout Day, March 26th, when the last of six Imperial Stout variants is released in the tap room. Come down to the brew house and see how McFleischman's Brewing Company has been respecting beer since 2017. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. All right, everyone. So remember, for the longest time, I kept saying that I was going to talk about how I was having quite the rough patch, and I was going to talk about all my coping mechanisms, but I really wanted to kind of wait until my head was a little bit more above water. Well, thanks to my amazing new psychiatrist and our recent trip to Ecuador, I'm finally starting to feel a little bit better. So I'm finally going to be doing this episode, guys. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I coped during my really rough patch. So that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm going to tell you about a few little coping mechanisms when you're having a rough patch, when you need to cope for anxiety mostly. So I was in a pretty dark place for I would say about three months and what was causing that was I would say about two things. The first thing was it was simply that time of year. Really it was the the beginning of winter and of, of autumn So I love autumn, but when it kind of ends, that's when my body starts to say, you know what, I'm not so happy anymore. And my anxiety was kind of starting to ramp up as well. And the other thing that was starting to cause some issues for me was, as I have talked about in the past, my psychiatrist had gone on a little bit of a sabbatical, still is apparently, and he was moving where his practice was. So he had given me extra medication for most of my things, but I didn't think I needed any extra anxiety medicine. And at that point, then I started taking it, I think maybe more than I had needed it, or not more than I needed it, but more than I realized I was going to need it. So I was running out of it faster than when he was going to be back. And if I remember correctly, you didn't really even know when he was going to be back. Well, and that's the thing. He said it could take up to six months. It has been way past six months at this point. Um, 
so yeah, I, I didn't know when this doctor was going to be coming back. So that gave, that kind of added to the stress at this point. So I had to look at kind of two things. How can I, how can I lengthen my anxiety pills? So in two forms, how could I lengthen it? How they were, how, how they were going to, how you to, could make them last. Right. How, how I could make them last. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I couldn't think of how to, how to say it. how I could make them last as long. So the first way I did this was I cut them in half, which I had done before when I thought maybe I was taking them too much or I was using them as a crutch. So and if you think that that maybe it's becoming a crutch, maybe you're taking them at the same time each day or something like that, just do this to to make sure that, okay, this isn't becoming a crutch. So I had cut all my pills in half to make sure that, okay, these, I'm not taking too much at a time or anything like that. So that way I'm, I wasn't using them too fast. The other thing was I had to learn how to lessen my anxiety simply. So I thought, what are some, I guess, natural ways that I can lessen my anxiety? So of course, anything that I was taking that had caffeine in it, well, that pretty much went to the wayside or I limited it. So, and I don't take a lot of caffeine to begin with unless I'm just exhausted. But anything excessive in caffeine went to the wayside. The other thing I said, okay, this is a time that I'm going to learn how to meditate finally. I've tried it in the past, but now I'm going to finally really learn how to meditate. So I really searched for a free meditation app that that worked because I wasn't going to pay for a meditation app until I knew that I could do it. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, maybe if you're going to really learn how to meditate, pay for one. No, because I, I just... I had problems meditating. I wasn't going to pay for one yet. So talk a little bit about how I find meditation to be an interesting cure, I guess. And right. talk about a little bit about like, how does meditation help you? And like envisioning meditation, I assume like if you start to have an, an anxiety attack, let's say, mm-hmm. a good solution is not to stop and meditate. I would assume that meditation works better as a kind of a leveling you out before you ever right. hit that point? Is that how you would A, a little it? bit. So the thing is, is you have to get good at meditating before you can actually uh, level out when you're having an anxiety attack. Because now I am actually not too bad at meditating. I had read or heard somewhere, and I, I wish I could credit where I had learned this, that meditating isn't about just finding your zen and keeping it it's actually about losing focus as you're meditating so that you can find it again because that way when you are say having an anxiety attack or something you can bring yourself back to the focus so that way it i think there's there's essentially two levels when you're meditating there is about getting your Zen before so that you hopefully don't have to use it uh, for that when you're having an anxiety attack or something. So hopefully you don't need to to get to the point where you have to to use it during an anxiety attack or anything. But then if you are having an anxiety attack or or something of the sort, hopefully 
you can bring yourself out or at least a little bit with this this meditation. And I have actually found myself where I can level myself out a little bit with that. Or when I can't sleep at night, I have actually found that I can do this now because of this. And it's, it's really weird because beforehand I couldn't do that. And I don't know if it's because I found the right meditating app or, or I've just gotten to this, this point of learning now. So if I'm understanding you right, I kind of find this surprising, but you do find that meditating while having an anxiety attack helps. Cause I, yeah, but I, if I'm if I'm too deep into an anxiety attack, I I can't I can't focus on anything. So and that's it, what it the way that's where my head would would go. That if you're at a certain point you're just too wrapped up in right the anxiety attack that you can't focus on anything else. Right, because it's it's sometimes when when somebody tries to talk to me and say, don't worry, you know, things are going to be okay. And I just want to say, you know, F off. I don't, I don't know what, you know, like I know I got a good life, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, you know, things are not going to be okay. <laughs> you know, and that's where I say that nothing makes sense at that moment. You're not yourself and all that good stuff. So sometimes I can, if I'm early enough in, I can kind of meditate myself out. But then there's other times where I, I can't. So, and, and the thing is, so I want to tell people the app that I did find, it's called Medito and it's M-E-D-I-T-O. And I found this for my Android and it is free, but they do encourage you to, um, to donate. And the thing that I like about this, there's a couple really, really great things is it does have a counter, so which I love because 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 I really like it. I'm like, oh, I'm four days in. I don't want to break my streak, and I think a lot of people would really get on board with that. They also have where you can meditate for three minutes, five minutes, and upwards. I've never done more than five minutes because I just can't meditate for that long. I just don't want to. And then they have, I think, two different voices, and they have where it could just be the voice. Or you could choose sounds in the background. And I, ch- I chose the first sound immediately, like music, kind of. And because I, I really liked that sound. I didn't go and play with the different sounds because I just wanted to get to meditating. And I think it just all sunk up perfectly for me. And I think that's what I really liked. It just had so many different choices. And it right away, it just allowed me, my brain was able to... Like there were just patterns that went in my brain perfectly. And I immediately was like, and this is going to sound really weird, but I was like, I had all these different things. Like I was thinking about, Ooh, this, um, this combination of flavors and this and this. And I was able to just kind of go off into my, my own little world. And so then, then when I go, when I was trying to go to sleep the one night, I was able to just kind of go into that little world. And so that, that was kind of, the weird thing is somehow this one just clicked with me and I've never, never had that happen before. So I think you just really need to keep looking and I don't know why, but this one just, just clicked. So, so talk a little bit about, so in a sense, like this can be discussed in a way that I wouldn't fully understand because I don't mm-hmm. have intense anxiety attacks, but let, right. okay. So start with you having an anxiety attack and so is it you're in 
what is your so you talked about i guess you, this is the only one that you really talked about that that curbs like when the anxiety attack comes on you use so at what process is there a certain level the anxiety attack has to go to before you consider meditating or if oh, you I just try it right away so you, as soon as yeah. you know something's coming you're like let's try to meditate right now yeah because if hopefully... it if it gets to a certain point it's not going to work and and I do know that when all this was happening and we were kind of on just a little weekend getaway I suddenly hit where I hit a panic attack which are two different things that I don't think we've talked about before and a panic attack is just a very, very sudden thing. And and it's like instantaneous. And I I couldn't do it. Like I tried to 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 meditate and it helped a real little bit. And I just I just had to I just had to go through it and let it go go through. Because I that was the weekend that I had just run out of my medication. And if I believe Right. I had just gotten my doctor to prescribe some new anxiety and, and panic medication, but it wasn't going to come through until like a couple days. And I just had to kind of go through it and I was able to meditate just barely through it because, but because it had just come on so instantaneously, I just had to let it go through. And that was really hard. But with anxiety attacks, because they come on a little bit more slowly I can I can meditate through that just a little bit more so that's that's the different thing I don't think we've really fully talked about the difference between those anxiety attacks come on slower you can kind of feel those a little bit more panic attacks just come on like such a snap and that's really really hard to deal with so that one to meditate through is just Probably Almost. not the right solution. Yeah, that one, you you really, it's so like, like, well, that happened. So so that one, you really can't do so much because all of a sudden it's like, well, that happened. So that one, you, it's so impossible to do that because it it's like a flash of light. The fact you didn't even know it was coming. So... So the uh, the other thing I would say is for somebody that's out there that says, oh, meditation is dumb or meditation doesn't work for me or whatever, whatever somebody, if somebody has an ill will towards meditation, I also think it's worth talking about that. I believe there's meditation is just one of the many options you could do for something like this. Right. Like I see like a massage possibly being oh, yeah. the and same kind of thing if you just allow yourself to be massaged and well, push and, your mind into a zen state yep and that's and that's something that i i always do it's kind of funny because i do that every five weeks anyway because i have such a train wreck of a body <laughs> so it's kind of funny because i always think that oh i need to post something about this about how i always kind of try to take care of my body because when you don't take care of your body then your mind goes badly and and how it's just great because when I allow myself to get that massage, then that's just, you know, whether whether you do it for a half hour, whether you do it for an hour, or whether you do it for 90 minutes, like I kind of have to do, it's that small time that you allow yourself just for one thing to take care of your 
your physical body, but then you're taking care of your mental body because I know during that time, I just think about random things. Like I know, I know lately I've been thinking about, Ooh, this is how I'm going to plan my next show. But then I also just relax. It's like the first time all week that I can just kind of chill. And, and yeah, it, it is amazing that, that during that time, it's, it's actually relaxing for me. And, and yeah, during, during all that time when everything was going on, I I would sometimes say like, oh, I just don't want to go get a massage this week. And I know there's people probably listening to this like, oh, you poor girl, you don't want to get a massage. But it's just because I didn't want to like leave the house and, you know, because being, it's just, it's just work for me, for me. But, but the act of actually taking care of yourself is important and it felt really, really good. So the fact that Eric brought up that getting a massage for yourself, it's amazing. It's an amazing act for you to do for yourself and just, just take care of yourself. And really just to, to relax is, is amazing. It's relaxing in so many ways. And I think the final one that I I would point out as being another alternative to meditation would be, um, and I can't think of what the technical term for it is, but I know like here in Appleton, we're in Appleton, Wisconsin, oh. and they have a place called Float Light. And mm-hmm. they basically put you like in a little tub capsule thing and you just float on salt water for an extended period of time completely in the dark. And it's just a complete zen. When you go do it, you sometimes you even forget what, that, what you're doing. You just, it, you're just in a complete coma. Yeah, I don't know really how to describe it, but I see that as being another option. So, so, you know, this conversation has been focused around meditation, but the point is, is that if for some reason you have a beef with meditation, there's many other alternatives and we could probably go on for hours and hours with other alternatives besides the ones I just stated, but, but it's just finding a calming situation for you. I mean... For some people, it might even be just reading a book, getting out well, of their and, head and into and another world and stuff it, like that. So. It's funny because I do have that at, on my list too, is is I read a lot and, and I need to get back to, I mean, I still, I have a book sitting there. I haven't read in the last couple of days because I've had some really bad migraines. But I mean, for a while, I was up to reading three books a week because just the act of getting in a different world. I read a lot of fun fiction because it's just really fun to get into another world and it's it's just great for me personally to to be like oh what's going to happen next and and then and unfortunately I'm still waiting on a, another book for my favorite author so I'm looking for for other books at this point but no, no to crowd. If yeah, no to crowd. If you have a recommended author that Tracy should read, send like, it to. Exactly, but but yeah, this is that's what really helps to keep my brain busy too. Is I just sit there and I read, and and if I can just get away in a different world for a while, that is a huge thing for me. And and for the longest time, I could not get myself to read, but now. That is all I do. And I love it. I, I think it's great. So yeah, I, I think 
I think that is just so much fun. But another thing that I have is I realized how much that I was worrying. So I got myself a worry journal. It was called the Tiny Buddha's Worry Journal. And it just... It uh, ha- and I'm assuming this is an app for her phone? Or- no, it's an actual book, like a hardcover book. And it has like prompts for like each day. And you don't have to do it on a daily basis. You can do more per day, whatever, because it doesn't have like Sunday, Monday, whatever. So you can do however much you want. And you just write down what you're worried about, what what's on your mind. And I would just, on certain days that I was just so anxious, because I remember the days that I would fill it out, I was so anxious. And I just was scribbling in there. And then some days I would just go ahead and I was like, well, this is stupid. And I was just scribbling in it and it helped me. And then recently I haven't touched it because I haven't had to. So that feels good for me, but I might go back to it. So it's just something nice to know that I have. Have you ever gone back and read like past journal entries? (laughs) You know, I think I might have to do that today. But I, I, I remember telling my mom about that. And and I think it's I think it's a really great thing to have because I remember telling you like when I realized how much I I worried and I I think I think I've gotten past a lot of my worry because I realized how much of my worrying was stupid. And I and and I wonder, too, if part of this journal could be if you go back and start reviewing that journal if you're going to realize some of the things that you were so worried right. about and how insignificant or not and worth worrying about they were, if over time that will just kind of, your brain right. will kick in to be like, you know, like, I'm not going to worry about this I, because I worried about this a week ago and it was not a big deal. Right. And, and I think that's the thing. Once you get it down in a book on paper, you look at it and you're like, why was that in my head? Why was this going over and over? This is stupid. And I think even since then, you and I, some of our conversations, when we talk about what is significant in life, what what life is about, all of this stuff, I've realized what is worth worrying about, what is not worth worrying about. And I realized the amount that's worth worrying about is so little. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's that's part of why I I don't use it as much anymore, but I still have it because it's it's a really really good thing to have. It really is. I mean, that was a a great tool for me to have, and I'm not getting rid of it because I loved it. It was just the day that I just scribbled so much in it, and I I mean, I think I did it multiple days. It's such a great tool. So um so I'll try to put that in the notes. And if I don't, feel free to message me, guys, um, about anything that I ever say on this. Feel free to message me about any of the tools, anything that I ever reference. And I would also like to point out that I do, I also can completely so understand with you about learning, like worrying about too much things, because I think that's a big thing in the past six months to a year that I've learned myself mm-hmm. is that there were things that, I really, I didn't, wouldn't say worried about so much, but they were always on frame of mind and they were always, they were almost like hindrances right. in, in my life of 
doing things that I wanted to do because I felt like I couldn't do them because of these worries. Right. And by letting those things go, I've realized, yeah, and you know, I can do these things and I just need to stop mm-hmm. worrying about these things that don't really matter. And, and I think that on the bright side, I think the reason why we're both going through that is I think that's something that happens at our age is you I start so to too. start to realize I, that. And I don't know if that's because at this age you become more comfortable yeah. with your life the way it is or yeah. whereas before the our age you're kind of trying to still figure things out so you're yeah. being really overly cautious well like I've but always, i don't know what it is yeah but, but, i told my mom i was like well I, I think i'm at a pretty cool age you know and where i don't i don't really care what people think of me anymore and hmm. and and yeah you're really trying to figure out a lot of things and Hannah, and I know you and I really have some cool nightly talks and just and morning talks and whatever. And I think I think we're both coming to different realizations. And really, even doing this podcast, we're just coming to realizations about what's important, what's not. And I think I think that's what I think a lot of this is 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 that okay? So what's important, what's not? And yeah, when I look back at what I worried about and and everything it's very interesting and then I also look back at how deep and dark I was it's mm-hmm. and I and I don't think I mentioned it at the beginning is I don't think I really realized how how dark I was in those those couple months and until I got out like I knew I was in a bad spot but I don't think I realized really how dark I was until I started to crawl out. Then I'm like, oh, I was not good. Yeah, you're like, I'm glad that that's over now. Yeah, so. yeah. And and yeah, I mean, I've had some moments since then where I've maybe gotten a little bit darker or a little bit depressed, but I don't get as, as dark down, which is partially what this new medication does is it, it keeps you from going so deep, which is great. So... And then I only have one other thing that I kind of did is I, I found a, an old coloring book that I had. It was just one of those adult coloring books. And I was like, well, sweet, I can do this too. Kind of one of those things to keep your brain going. So rather than um, be anxious, be worried, be whatever, you're coloring. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to make this purple, make this whatever. And I got to stay in the lines. So if you're worried about coloring rather than being anxious, being whatever, then I thought that would be a really cool thing to do. So, And, and the thing I would add with that is, is that if anybody out there is listening right now and says, well, that is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Try you, it. You have, well, and you have to understand that Tracy's an artist. Oh, yeah. So, so this fits into her personality. And yeah, if you think that coloring in a coloring book is dumb, then find something that works into your hobbies that's similar to that some mindless brainless thing that you can do and enjoy well and you can always just play some of those like just click games on on a phone like i always am playing a game on my phone and it's just one of those like match three match four whatever games on my phone and it takes skill but i i had those whenever i'm watching tv because i'm just i just always have my brain is always going so I'm always doing something like that just to keep my brain satisfied, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. So I'm always doing something. 
And and so people probably look at me and they're like, oh, she's on her phone again. And I generally don't do it when I'm in company. But if I'm watching TV or something, yeah, it's just because I can't sit still. Mm. So so I'm I'm always keeping myself busy in that sense. But but yeah, I, I'm always I'm always keeping myself and I know sometimes Eric's on his phone doing something like that. You know, he's got a new stupid click game. And I'm like, please download a better game. But 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 yeah, I mean, so you kind of need to find something that works for you. Those are some ideas and just kind of jump off from there. If the meditating doesn't work for you, again, meditating did not work for me for the longest time, but I finally found an app that worked. So either find an app that does work for you. Maybe it's not going to work until you're in the lowest spot when you really need it to work, but maybe it will. Or maybe some of the ideas that we just came up with today will work for you. Like, like Eric said, massage or, or that floating, maybe those will work for you or, you know, Hey, simple walk, all that, that Mm. could work for you. Or like, like, just a simple uh, yoga with massage or with a meditating afterwards, that could work for you because you're you're working out and then then doing a little meditating. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So all these little tips for you are just sort of natural ways to to get your your anxiety levels down so that you can help manage your your anxiety medication etc because because hey we don't always like to rely on medication do we no i i don't like to to use my medication if i don't have to i like to be be as natural as possible and yeah medication is there for a reason but but we all like to be as natural as possible so and when you when you choose when you start using any of these methods, always keep in mind that everybody is different. Exactly. Everybody's anxiety is different. So you got to kind of customize, use these ideas as a baseline yep. and customize them to what works for you. Exactly. Because any of these ideas might work beautifully for you, might not work at all for you, but they're working for other people. So there must be something similar to what the right. uh, everybody, what other people are doing that you can apply and make it work for you basically so and then just because it works one day doesn't mean it's going to work the other day either like i'm i i won't be able to go and and use my coloring book right now i'm just it's just not what i'm in the mood for but maybe tomorrow sure Mm -hmm. it's just you just have to figure these out as with everything that we that we teach you and and talk about it it just it's just to figure things out for yourself and and that's a great point too is is that Maybe we kind of talked about three broad groups mm-hmm. and maybe each one of those groups, you don't have just one thing that works for you. Right. You have three different things that you can do within that group and you just have to know which one's the right one to do when, when that anxiety hits, right. which one's going to be the most effective or, or maybe you have to try one and then find out, oh, that's not working. So let's switch to number two yeah. and stuff like that. So Right. And maybe, maybe you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can have a coloring book and a Sudoku and a this. And today a Sudoku is is going to work. And, you know, like there's there's a ton of things within the information 
that we gave you today. And you just have to figure out what's going to work for you on a certain day. On a, so, so yeah, I think we gave you a lot to work with. And even if you don't have anxiety, panic attacks, etc., I think there's a lot that still any of these techniques can can be applied because maybe you don't have anxiety but you you've had anxiety like everybody gets an anxiety yeah like maybe you don't have a full-on anxiety attack but you get anxiety about anything and any of these techniques work for that anxiety as well even if it's not caused by you know uh brain thing that yeah. <laughs> maybe your anxiety doesn't require medication but you still get anxiety and you can still use these techniques when that anxiety comes right so so i mean i've seen i've seen eric get stressed out i've seen I've, he uses that that floating so everybody can relax from here here and there so yeah so yeah do you have anything else that you would like to add to this no today, i think eric? i think we nailed her down pretty good all right well, I'm pretty excited because in two weeks, we have a guest, but Eric does not get a break because it's his co-host from his other podcast. So he needs to stay with us for that one. So I'm excited for that. Cool. So, so yeah, because Gavin Schmidt from Milwaukee Mafia and Fox City's Murder Mayhem is going to be joining us. Yes. So, yeah. But... And Gavin Schmidt will be coming out with the third podcast soon. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit on that podcast. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, So, yeah. But if you need more content until then and and all that, you can can check us out on Facebook or on Instagram. And, of course, our email is stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. Thanks, guys.